and welcome to the shop, another podcast by the Sports Department of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm joined by Henry Apple. He's playing right tackle today. Got Rick Fires playing left guard and Paul Boyd playing left out. So there we go. So we got our got our offensive line all together. Now we just need some skill position players. We'll be we'll be good to go. Uh, you forgot some right guard. You know we don't want to stink too much. That's true, Spencer. You take care of that right guard mm-hmm. over there for us. That'd be that'd be awesome. Sure. So we're going to talk a little high school football today. So we're going to recap a little bit of week ten. Can you guys believe that week ten? The season went by. I think it went by really fast. To me, it did. Even it even though quick. week ten was week eleven, it still went by fast. I thought it went by quickly. I mean, in a blink of an eye. I, I, mean, I looked so up too. two weeks ago, and we were we had the end of the volleyball season, and you look up again, and the end of the football season. So yeah, wow. We had some really you know some interesting games that took place there in week ten, and uh, we're going to start with the big Bentonville Bentonville West game. I'll cover that one. Rick was there on the sideline. He was patrolling the sideline over on the west side. I had the Bentonville side. I was holding it down over there. It was Rick. It seemed like it was a lot happier on my side than it was on your side. Yeah, I mean, there was a big buildup. It just, as it often does, it just didn't live up to last year. Uh, Bentonville dominated that game. Um, yeah, I was on the west side. They were very frustrated. They couldn't hardly get anything going. Uh, Bentonville, really, really good defense. Just, uh, just enough uh, plays on offense. Uh, if you weren't there, just think of uh, the buildup of, of LSU and Alabama. Like, Alabama dominated that. LSU could do nothing. Uh, kind of same way in this game. Uh, maybe it'll be a better game next year, but uh, just Bentonville was clearly the better team that night. Rick, something I took away from the game, and I asked Coach uh, Pratt about this after the game. He didn't do it. He doesn't want to make excuses. He's a coach, and he's you know he says you know we just didn't play very well. But you could tell Will Jarrett, his timing is just not there yet. Yeah. And um, I would imagine you know the, the bye week could not have happened to a yep. better team than Bentonville West. They this they need this bye week to give Jarrett more time to work with his receivers. You could tell he and Jaden Jackson were not really – timing wasn't there. Um, Just, you know, Higson only caught – he's only in for just a little bit, caught one little pass. Uh, Smallwood got hurt. He didn't play much in the game. So, there's just a lot of things they were out of sync with that, you know, that night. And, and, uh, you know, Brian didn't didn't want to make excuses. He just said Bentonville was a better team. We were a better team than what we showed tonight. And so props to him for you know for saying that. Yep. He didn't have to make excuses. I'm just saying from looking at it from my perspective, you could just tell they're they're not in sync, but they'll have two weeks to get you know to get that taken care of. Yeah, and no, when you're on the sideline, man, you, you forget you have a different perspective. You're not up in the stands, man. There is some hitting going on there, and then boys got rattled uh, a couple times. And I, I was right there when Smallwood. You know, he got hit real, real hard, and he lay on the ground for a while. And everybody's, oh, my goodness, please get up, please get up. And he finally did. And, um, you know, they were looking at him with the eye-hand coordination and everything, and um, it took him a while. But, uh, yeah, a good open date, that's why That's why you, you know, get the championship game. That's a that's an advantage, whereas you don't have to play this week. And let's go back to Bentonville. And, Henry, you've seen Bentonville, Bentonville far more than I have. But I'm going to tell you, from the time I saw Easton Hughes in 7-on-7, seven seven, and he's the Bentonville quarterback, from the time I saw him at 7-on-7 seven seven at Shiloh, to where he is now has been a big difference. I mean, his maturity level and his decision-making has just improved dramatically from what I saw in July 7-7, what I saw the night that they, the night they played uh, Midwest City, Oklahoma, to what I saw 
last Friday night, he's really come a long way as quarterback. He has. He's just a, you know, give props to him because uh, going through that non-conference schedule where you have to play Midwest City, Oklahoma, and then turn around and play Conway, and then cap it off with a team like Alito, Texas, uh, they can make young, inexperienced quarterbacks look bad. But as conference play come along, he started growing in the position, got more confidence. Uh, his teammates get more confidence in him and his abilities and what he can do, and it helps the team out a lot. You know, and I know we talk a lot about uh, Connor Flanagan over at Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, you know, he, he, he got 80 some odd passes this year for about 1,500 yards. But Harrison Campbell over at Bentonville, I'd put him up there with just about anybody. I love that kid. I love to watch him. But he, he caught the winning touchdown against uh, Fayetteville. And even after the game, you know how writers sometimes get a little stuff going. I asked him, did this fire you guys up because you beat uh, Bentonville, which was, which was picked to win the comedy. That nah, I, I don't I don't get involved in that. I just go out there and play. So, man, just a great kid. I, I love watching that kid play. And uh, this Swoboda kid for uh, – um, uh, Bentonville West, man, that kid's a player as well. He is, and Hickson, uh, Hickson's one of my favorite players. I, you know, saw him last year. Got a chance to cover this game, and he was he was a standout. I thought last year, and I just, I also another kid. So, you know, really good football over at Bentonville, both at West and Bentonville. They'll, you know, I, I I will be surprised if they both don't make deep playoff runs. Let's shift it over to Fayetteville a little bit. They're another team that I think can has a chance to make a good deep playoff run. They 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 are hot. They are riding a hot streak right now going into the playoffs. Talk about them a little bit, Rick. Uh, they've won five out of six, and, of course, their quarterback is back. And I asked Billy. I talked to Billy yesterday. I said, you know, uh, I remember talking to uh, Barry Lunny years ago and after the north side, south side game, he didn't want a week off. Uh, because it slows your momentum. But changes their routine. Who's that? It changes the routine. Yeah, it changed everything. Changes, and he said, um, he said, man, I, if we're winning, we're healthy and everything. Let's go. But uh, Billy Dawson's the same way. They got Little Rock Catholic first round game, and you know, of course, you know, you'd like to win the conference championship, but even if you don't, uh, he said, we're ready. We're healthy. Of course, it all starts with Darius Bowers when he came back against Bentonville, and Fable could have e- easily won that game. Uh, but they didn't, and give you know Bentonville credit. But uh, I, if you're looking for a, a dark horse, it might be Fayetteville. So, we'll, Paul, I'm going to lead you into this one because we got uh, Rogers High is is in the playoffs. Uh, they were the benefit of uh, beneficiaries of uh, Springdale Harbor having to forfeit two conference games: a win against Van Buren um, and a win against Rogers, and they had to forfeit those, and uh, that uh, allowed uh, Rogers to have a better record. Um, in the conference than Harper did. So so Rogers uh, is going to be – they were that number six team in the conference. So, Paul, they had to be pretty happy with Rogers to be in, at least because they get another week of practice. They they are they are happy to be in. And, uh, you know, talking to Coach Lloyd yesterday a little bit about the fact that really and truly it, that extra week and that, that playoff experience that they're going to get this week is – will carry over because, you know, he's – we're going through their starting lineup for the last couple of weeks, and really and truly, they're starting about three or four seniors. So the majority of their kids who are playing uh, are underclassmen. So this will help them and will carry over. So yeah, they, they. I mean, he's excited about to get another week of practice and another shot to get out on the field and yeah, perform. It's not, it's not like bowl preparation where these college teams have you know three or four weeks, but st- still, an extra week of practice is is an extra week of practice, and that's always good. We'll shift it over to Springdale. Now Springdale had a lot. 
uh, on to, uh, a lot riding uh, on their final game uh, down at Van Buren. It's a game that did go back and forth. And, you know, remember Springdale lost their starting quarterback, Grant Allen, a couple weeks ago. Um, so they're still kind of in flux mode um, that went down there. But, but uh, with the game on the line, um, Will Mueller, he was the backup quarterback to Allen. He stepped up, had a, had a big play in that game. Uh, Brock Pounders had a big play in the game. Garrett Vaughn was back for his first for the first time in a couple of weeks at running back. So Springdale looked close to what they were before and came away with the big win at Van Buren to to do two things. They had two goals. Springdale had two goals this season. They wanted to be at least a seven-win team. That was their seventh win of the season. They wanted to host a first-round playoff game. They are going to host a first-round playoff game. So two big goals accomplished for Zach Clark and Springdale High. Uh, going First playoff that game since when? I think uh, 2005, maybe 2006, but but uh, definitely been more than a decade okay. for their first playoff home playoff game. Um, so that'll be good for them. Springdale will, uh, and they're going to be hosting a familiar face, uh, a former South, uh, 7A West uh, uh, team in uh, Fort Smith Southside. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want? I mean, this Southside. You talking about prolific offense? They they do have playmakers on mm-hmm. offense. Now their defense. They couldn't stop us four horsemen. I don't. I don't think. But, okay. but, uh, but, but uh, offensively, they have been really, really good. Tay Gatewood, their quarterback, is a dual threat. Um, probably the best dual threat quarterback you know in this part of the state. Um, and he uh, he's he's put together big numbers. He's got over eight or nine hundred yards rushing. Uh, you know, close to two thousand yards passing. So he's you know he's a he's a good 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 quarterback. And they've got he's got weapons around him. So. That should be a good game over at yeah. Gerald Williams uh, Bulldog Stadium on Friday night at seven o'clock. Well, I've seen pl- plenty of those playoff games. I remember covering a playoff game where Gerald Williams standing in the mud up to his uh, past his ankles, and you know before they put the artificial turf down. So good to see playoff action back again at Gerald Williams Bulldog Stadium. It is, and now we have some four A teams that are going to be have some big playoff games this week. Got P Ridge that'll be they'll be home for a playoff game. Shallow Christian, they won the 4A1 conference. They will be home uh, for a playoff game uh, Friday night against Star City. So Shallow, and this is the best Shallow team they've had since 2010 when they ended that that three-year run of three straight state champions. So big uh, big props there for Shallow Christian. You know, I we said from the get-go, from the first game of the season, they put 35 points on Texarkana, and we said, you know. That's kind of an eye opener. I mean, they they lost the game. Texarkana very good, but Shallow put thirty something points on, and that to me was an eye opener. And I'm like, well, you know, Shallow's going to be real good offensively. We well, you know, we see that. And uh, what they do, they ran off nine straight wins after that loss. And uh, so major props to Jeff Conway and his guys. Now they didn't get a buy. Oh, that that buy this year went to the four A four, and Ozark got that buy. So uh, so they're going to get a first round buy for the for the uh, first for the first round of the playoffs. Hey, I want to give major props to the Lincoln Wolves. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody regular reader of our newspaper, I do my picks on uh, um, Friday. Then I've been horrible. There's sometimes when I've I, I need to double bag it. I've been so bad. But I did pick Lincoln in this game because I've seen him play. I saw him play up at uh, P Ridge, and I thought Lincoln was really good. That Caleb Lloyd has really come on since he was a scrawny little freshman. He is solid. He threw four touchdown passes. Uh, Prairie Grove could not cover uh, Sterling Morphus. And uh, 
Lincoln is um, – watch them in the playoffs. I think it's their first playoff since like maybe two, 2013 when they went a long way. So don't overlook the Wolves in postseason this, this year. That was the Tyler Cummins and, uh, and Drew Harris and yep, that, that bunch. bunch that went uh, – yeah, they went about three rounds. Well, until they got to Boonville, they, yeah. Yeah, yep. they were rolling. Um, so major props to Lincoln. And that game was a crazy game with Prairie Grove. It was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I think it was like 35, 35 at halftime or something like that. It was 35, 34 at halftime. And it was just fun to watch because I had some open time. I didn't cover a game Friday night, but I was sitting there watching some of that Lincoln Prairie Grove on uh, their live stream, and it was just entertaining. That's 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 the kind of games you want to watch, not the one you want to cover because, yeah. boy, that's going to push your deadline. But, man, <laughs> it was entertaining. Now, Danny, I talked to Prairie Grove coach Danny Absher, and he said, basically, he said, well, we couldn't stop Lloyd and we couldn't cover um, Sterling. That what it looked like to you on film, they couldn't cover Sterling Morphus? It seemed like every time Prairie Grove would key on Caleb Lloyd, he'd hand it off to the running back. And every time they would key off to the running back, Lloyd would just take it off himself, and then all of a sudden he says, hey, guess what? Watch this. He would fling a pass, and Morpheus, there was one. He made a diving catch. It was a thing of beauty because Lloyd put it in a spot where if anybody's going to catch it, it was just going to be the receiver. It wasn't going to be a defensive back, and he full extension got it, and it set up a touchdown. It was entertaining. Well, 22, 22 years in a row, Prairie Grove had won that, you know, won that matchup with those two teams, so – even when Lincoln had their really good team in 2013, they didn't beat Prairie Grove that year. I tell you what, and Don Harrison, man, he's just a good guy. One to uh, for us in our business, one of good guys to work with. Uh, he'll help you in any way he can, uh, give publicity for the kids. And it's taken a while because they went after uh, after the former coach left. They were down for a while, but I think they got a good group of young kids coming up. And uh, Caleb Lloyd is. Uh, going out as a senior, and he's going out as a winner, and he ought to be proud. He will be proud of how he's helped restore them. Well, and, you know, they got a beautiful facility over yes. there, you know, turf field and all that yep. and, and, and workout area and all that. So, you know, Lincoln has it going on. If you hadn't made that drive down Highway 62 to Lincoln, you take the old Lincoln Loop around, the old around Prairie Loop. Grove yep. and uh, go down to Lincoln and see what they got going on down there because, I mean, they've done a really good job. Deion Burks, their AD, done a yep. great job putting together – their arena, their basketball arena, is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, they got a beautiful football, little football stadium down there, with new turf and all that. So you know, Lincoln, you know, they're kind of a little hidden gem down there, mm-hmm. way down in Washington County. Um, so uh, you know, major props to them. Let's go down to three a little bit, Rick. We're going to talk about Lamar. Now Lamar was eight and zero at one time this season. They'd won their first eight games in a row. Then they lost to Boonville. Well, you know, everybody's lost to Boonville. That's not not a big thing there. But Charleston. They, they whooped up on Lamar on Friday night. Now, maybe Charleston, they might have taken Charleston a little bit light. What do you think, Paul? You know, it's it's funny. I got to visit with Greg Kendrick Saturday morning, and he was he was very happy, obviously. But, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, they've had their share, probably their share and someone else's share of injuries this year. But uh, Braden Ross, you know, starts the year as a, as an outside receiver, and mm-hmm. uh, and when when uh, their starting quarterback Braden Cottle goes down with a couple of injuries. The first injury was like week four; he had a little shoulder problem, missed a game. Well, then week seven ACL, yeah. so he's done. Uh, moved Braden Ross there. It's taken a little time for even he said even the coaching staff to kind of adjust the offense to to fit. Ross, not Caudill. Right. 
and he said it it seemed to all quit Friday. He said, you know, the game slows down. It slowed down for him. He said, I think we fit well, and uh, the end result was a big win. 31-6. to six. I mean, not only did they do well offensively, de- defensively they were able to shut Lamar down. And, uh, you know, something that we, we might forget about, and, you know, you mentioned Charleston and, you know, what they're – what are they, the fourth, the fourth seed in that conference, or the they're now the five, five seed. seed? But you take a look at them; they lost by one point to Dardanelle, uh-huh. and and they beat Ozark, beat Ozark, the team that won the four A four. So Charleston is a good team. They just, you're right, they had some injuries and whatever, and it ended up being you know for them a down season. But you know what? How'd you like to play Charleston in the playoffs as that number five seed? You want you some of that? Clinton Yellow Jackets are fixing to find out. They're gonna Friday find night. out Friday night, and I, you know what? I, that would not to me be a shocker to see that five seed beat a one seed. Now, I I know Clinton is very good. I know that, but boys, it, you know Charleston Tigers. <laughs> when, well, it, when it gets to be November time, they they, they mm-hmm. come alive. Well, yeah. how many how many times we've sat here for several weeks now and talked about each coach talk about. The three A one, yeah. The three A one is pretty good. It's pretty good, top to bottom. That's four, that's five pretty solid teams, and Greenland, Greenland can score on anybody. Yes. So you know that's going. That, I wouldn't be surprised to see the three A one win. You know, win some playoff games for sure. Of course, that's you know we know Boonville's going to for <laughs> yeah. sure. But I wouldn't be surprised. And Lamar coach, he took that loss in stride. He said, you know, Charleston's a pretty good team. This mm-hmm. just in, they're pretty good, and and uh, uh, we got beat. You know, we got beat by them, and uh, no no disgrace there at all to lose to Charleston and mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we'll wrap this up real quick, and, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, in four and go back to the 4A4. Uh, Ozark, they're going to get a bye week this week, and I talked to Coach Burns today. Uh, you're talking about injuries. I, I did not realize this. Ozark lost all three of their top running backs before they ever played one game this year. Yeah. Uh, How did they do that? Like, well, Daniel so, Woolsey was their leading returner, yeah, yeah. Rusher, rusher coming in. He's had a quad injury all year long. He's carried the ball ten times all year. Eddie Graham was going to be their number two guy. Mm-hmm. He has hardly played any. Um, and then uh, Eli Munnerlin was going to be one of their guys, you know, because they, they use a lot of them. He went down. So, so, so Woolsey hasn't played at all, period. Graham and Munnerlin have combined for 26 carries all year long. Mm-hmm. So they lost all three of their running backs, wham, gone, all at one time. But they had a sophomore step yep. up. Tyler Sanders stepped up for them big time. He's gained a thousand yards for them. Wow. And and Jeremy said, you know, he's a kid that was just going to kind of be a little mop mop up guy and kind of earn his stripes a little bit of time. He said we had to throw him into the fire. And he said he's not the only one. There have been some other exactly. sophomores that have had to step up for them that have been, you know, that had for injured for players who got injured. So Ozark won the four a four undefeated seven and zero won that. And you take a look at their team; they're mostly juniors on that yeah. team, and 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 sophomores. Uh, now, their their quarterback is a senior, Dawson Dietz, and so you know he's he's their leader. But a lot of key roles on that team have been filled by by sophomores when they thought they were going to have seniors in those roles. So not only has Ozark had a good season this year, they're going to be pretty tough next year. Can we start calling them the Thrill Billies? The again? Thrill Billies, yes. Yeah, the Thrill Billies. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, but Ozark is, they did get that bye this week, and uh, Coach Burns said well, they, they needed it because they've got some, you know, some bumps mm-hmm. and bruises to heal up, and, and they needed that. So, keep an eye on Ozark in the playoffs for sure. They're going to get the winner of Lone Oak and Prairie Grove um, in the second round next week at home. Um, so, uh, whoever gets the, uh, the, uh, the great uh, uh, assignment on that night, go down there and get them some Rivertown barbecue and catch a little Ozark hillbilly football mm-hmm. down there. And uh, that's always great. 
So uh, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of the shop. Thanks, thanks for joining us, and uh, we want to make sure you get out and see some great high school football. This is, you know, this is a time it's cool outside. It's you'll put your hoodie on and and uh, and uh, go to a game. This great high school football around here got some big games going on this week. Springdale's at home, P Ridge's at home, a lot of teams at home. Check the schedule in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We'll have all the playoff schedules in there. We'll have some team previews. We also on Friday have a special playoff section coming out we're, we're i didn't know about that when, when, when well, you that? have a deadline coming up in about <laughs> two hours so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay uh we'll have a playoff uh, primer for you for all the playoff you know all the teams in the playoffs so be sure and grab a copy of the friday democrat gazette and get to, get that and that'll catch you up on all the playoffs so that'll do it for us and we'll see you out at a football stadium somewhere and by the way i will take a, a free cup of a hot chocolate if anybody wants to buy me one